Hey, can I tell you a secret? The secret to getting a great shave without any nicks, cuts, or irritation isn't three or four blades, a soap strip, or a swivel head. It's just supporting the blade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just supporting the blade. Don't let it flex or bend. That's the secret to limiting shaving irritation. At Henson Shaving, we use our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to keep the blade from moving. It's not the coolest answer, but it's the right one. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. Shout out to the mighty Who That Nation. We have to, we have to do this. Lord. 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 <laughs> if y'all don't mind, can I do my damn intro, please? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some respect here. All right. Shout out to you. Man, listen, man. Shout out to the mighty who that nation, man. We in this thing, man. And listen, fam, don't, you know, this is a result. I just want to, we're going to do a show after Lil' Leaves and he get his jollies on. 
We're going to do a full stream here, man. But listen, let me tell y'all something, bro. Um, this is the end result of what we have with the New Orleans Saints organization asking for support. And we support them, and this is what we get. We get low, and the rest of the Falcon supporters, the family members in the building, got your boy in a, a rise up shirt. Ain't this some shit, right? But hey, listen, fam, I'm a man of my word. We lost the bet. The Saints lost the game, and I had to do it. Now, look, Lowe put his shirt on last year, man. Shout out to Lowe. He did handle his business, and we we and I got to represent, man. I'm a I'm a man of my word, man, and and this is what it is, fam. So, uh, shout out to Lowe. Shout out to the Falcon family members in this thing, man. But this is the result. I just want to let y'all know this is the result of Mickey Loomis and all these other guys asking us to support the team. We support the team. And you end up in a damn red uh, uh, rise up jersey. Right, we can't see it, cool. Like, like pull it up for us. A little like bit. you did, like you did that time. When yeah, you yeah, 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 yeah. Like I did. Yeah, there, there you go, there you go. It's a rise. Okay, all right. I just make sure. Man, boy, that thing look nice on you. It look good on your complexion, Q. <laughs> no, no, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. This is very difficult for me to do, but it's like I said, it's all good. And what's we'll the listen, fam? This ain't it. I got. I wear the shirt, and also I hear coach. I hear coach Ron. <laughs> coach Ron is not making this any easy. He's not making this easy, Coach Roney. But uh, listen, not only do I have to wear this damn shirt, this this rise up shirt, but I also have Lowe's prepared a script for me to read. Now this is a part of the bet. Oh man, we have a script. All right. Okay. All right. Now this is a long ass script. It was supposed to be a couple lines. But it, it, but instead, low in uh, I think Coach Roan and the rest of them worked on a script that they had your boy to say. So I'm gonna go over this damn script, and, and this is gonna be the end of it. We're gonna move the hell on. All right, I know, bro. I know y'all. It's like cue down, bro. Hey, bro, this is the result of us supporting the Saints, man. You know, the, I'm, it's what it is, bro. It's what it is, man. So anyway, uh, this is the script Low gave me. You know, and it says, and it, look, come on, bro. How, how you? How you hey, man. How I tried you? to tell you, Q. I said, look, you sure you want to do this? I said, you sure you want to do this, Q? You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you're way more confident now than what you was prior. I was, to. I was confident. Okay. I was uh, confident. All right. So anyway, here's the here's the script right here. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta pay. We lost. I gotta pay up. Isn't that funny? The Saints lose. Derek Carr throws a pick six. He's smiling after the press conference, congratulating <laughs> Jesse Bates during the game. It's in front of we're gonna talk about that on today's stream. I gotta let my I gotta let my frustrations go some kind of way. Let it go, Q. So let it go. Here's, here's the script right here. All right. Uh, provided by Lowe and the Falcon family. Well, this guy even used my terms, man. He got me saying, Welcome, welcome. Come on, Lowe. How you do that, bro? Welcome, welcome, welcome. The Saints deserve to get beat by the Falcons. He got it rhyming. You rhymed this? Is this hey, I, mean, I just used the same rhyme that you that you had on your show at, at the beginning. Oh, oh, you just took my you took the you took the theme song and and, and messed with it. Yeah, there, there you go. That's disrespectful, though. So many levels. Hey, that that's coach staff. That that was their idea. All right. Uh, first and foremost, great Saints think tank. Rise up. Oh, but that thing sounds good, boy. That boy good. That boy could. <laughs> this is terrible. As you can see, I'm proudly representing the Falcons, and it feels great. No, it does not feel great. No, it doesn't. 
won't won't you all come join me? A real low. Big Low tried to warn me that the Atlanta would dominate the Saints on Sunday. No, you didn't dominate the Saints, bro. Y'all score touchdown? Okay, hold on. Let me finish the script. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Big Low tried to warn me that Atlanta would dominate the Saints on Sunday, and I should have listened because he was right. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> the Saints got beat. By the, this guy got the number one team in the NFC South, which actually is true. So, yeah, he's not lying about that. And who am I talking about when I say the number one team in the NFC South? He got Atlanta here, and he got it spelled out. A-T-L-A-N-T-A. Okay. You, you I also crazy. like to let everyone know that the, he got Aints on here. Ain't scored one touchdown on Sunday. That's right, not one touchdown. And I, I can say that. With pride because that's the truth. Even though we're pl- we're paying our QB an average of thirty-seven million a year, our sorry team couldn't find the end zone against the against the in low has the mighty Atlanta Falcons. Cut that out, low. Mighty, mighty. Because of this, I would also like to acknowledge that the New Orleans Saints owe Derek Carr much more than what he's worth, and we are indeed upside down on the car payment. <laughs> that is funny and true. And then he cha- then he has a a uh, request that I do this segment of the script with Mickey Loomis's voice. So if y'all don't mind, let me get my Mickey Loomis on right quick. <clears throat> oh, okay, oh, all right, here I'm here. All right, let's go. I I like to apologize to Arthur Arthur Blank. Uh, he doesn't look like a vampire. This Sunday he looked like a winner. And his hand, he's hands down the best owner in the NFC South. <laughs> now, you, you just got Mickey Loomis fired, right, for saying that. Because <laughs> Gail is who he works for. You know that, right? Hey, I, hey, hey. You know that, right? Hey, you got him fired. Thank you. I, but you're going to probably get him out of here anyway because he's talking crazy. The last thing I'll say is when the Saints say, who that? Come on, Lo. Come on, Coach Ronnie. How y'all put this in here? We know that answer is the Atlanta Falcons are that. Rise up. Boy, you good, bro. You good. That's what I'm talking about, Q. That's what I'm talking about. Let's so go. D- I am so done with this. <laughs> everybody in the everybody in the chat. Y'all make sure y'all give Q a round of applause. I'm so Man. done with this. Man, boy. So done. Coach Roney is trying to soften the blow. She says, Thank you, Coach Roney. Says Q, I'm making a contribution contribution. Toward future Atlanta Falcons gear, rise up. All right. Thank you, Coach Roney. <laughs> oh, this is awful. This is terrible. Thank you, Coach Roney. Appreciate the, the super hey. chat. Thank you. All right. Molly Mall says, Q, this is like, a, yeah, I know, bro. This is ridiculous, man. But hey, man, this is what happens when you buy into what we're talking about. So in the end, Lowe's team won. They shouldn't have won, but they won. Congratulations to the Atlanta Falcons. The Saints let us down to the Falcons, and this is the result of your boy who bleeds black and gold, got to put on a red Atlanta jersey, says rise up with Falcons, and you know this is absolutely burning my skin like garlic and crosses to Count Blake. This is terrible. You just said he wasn't a vampire, though. You just, That's you just Mickey said, said that. Oh, Mickey oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. Mickey said that. Oh, okay. That was, that was Mickey, not me. Hey, I, 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 you, right. <laughs> I do want to let you know you are you are a great sport. 
you know, much love and respect to you for, you know, doing that. I know it was probably one of the hardest things that you have ever had to do as a Saints fan. And my pops, I, I told my pops this, and he just bust out laughing. Pops Q was just bust out laughing, man. He just started laughing. It's like, for real? He's like, man, them them Saints, man, them Saints. And that was, that was his words. It's tough. Pops Q. It's tough, man. It's tough. So, anyway, shout out to the Falcon supporters, man. Much love to y'all. Y'all got y'all jollies for tonight. I done paid the Falcon Nation back. I done paid. All debts are now accounted for. And uh, and also a part of the debt was I was supposed to podcast in the gear for one podcast, in which I will do that for the rest of the night. So, yes, Rose says, yeah, Q, that's ugly. Yeah, I know. Burn that some bitch when you're done. Oh yeah, it'll be first, it'll be wiping the tires of my car. Let me tell you something. My son and they were looking at this shit. They were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Not you. Black and gold to the core, to the bone gristle. Oh man! Listen, like if you make debts, if you make a bet with somebody, honor your bet. A real, a real good person honors their bets. They don't hedge on their bets. They honor their bets. So that's the lesson there. Man, All right. Much respect, Q. Much respect. All right. DeWine says, turn the camera off, Q. I know, brother. It's, it's, this is terrible. But it is what it is. And as you can see, it's making Lowe and Coach Ronan and the rest of the Atlanta Falcon people happy because they won. I can't be mad at them. They won. We need to put that that, that upsetness on the Saints' sorry tales. That's what we need to put that on. So. It is all good. So, Lowe, sir, thank you for joining us tonight, my friend. Uh, you got any quick questions before we leave and get into our, our Saints topics for tonight? Uh, no, nah, I mean, you know, I just – I, I look, I, I didn't get any work done today. Like, I've, I've just been in full anticipation all day. And, I mean, man, my heart is full, you know. It's like – it's kind of like that old Keisha Cole song. I got love all over. No, Monica. I don't know who it was, but I just got love all over me right now. I just, I just feel good. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just, I just feel so happy, man. It's like I, I don't. If, if I, I, I can't express it. I can't express it. Thank you all so much, man. Q, you just, man. Don't send me nothing for Christmas. You, you, you made it. You, you, you made my year right here, Q. Oh, gold boy. Oh, rise up. Well, Lo, anything I can do to make y'all, the coaching staff happy, man, even put on this damn stinking uh, tee off a bet. It's all good, brother. Thank you very much. Much love to you guys. As I <laughs> continue to, this is awful. All right, Lo, bro, we'll talk to you later, bro. All right, you, man. Y'all take these, bro. We we go. I'm gonna have to. We gonna we gonna get you back sooner or later, brother. We gonna get you back. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll take it easy. All right, little shout out to you, brother. All right, that's my brother, little man. Listen, fam. Oh yeah, it, it's ridiculous, man. All at the same time, it's all ridiculous. But hey, I can't be mad at the the Falcons family members or what they did. They came in there and they beat the Saints. The Saints was supposed to win that game and they didn't. They let us all down. Got me in the damn rise up jersey. Padre, shout out to you. Says Big Q, embrace your truth, my guy. <laughs> the doors of the rise up church, no sir, are open to y'all heathens. Hello, I'll hang up and laugh at your misery. That is terrible. But thank you for the super chat. And listen, let us not forget that whatever success you guys are having is because 
we afforded you that success because most of the people that's contributing there are former saints people. So, you know, any success, remember I said that that was the disclaimer before the start of the season when y'all start picking all our people. I did say that. So there's absolutely no way I am a black and gold guy to the core, to the bone gristle. I'm also a very honorable guy. You know, I bet the man, the team lost, and I have to pay my debt. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com slash holiday. And that is what this is. All right, Jared, shout out to you. Is that the Rise Up Give Fresh Q? All right, appreciate it. Atlanta Falcons family members are giving some support, man, on it. But, hey, man, thank, appreciate the compliment. But, uh, no, sir, you know, this is uh, this ain't going to work, man. This is not going to work. But, anyway, family, uh, shout out to you guys. Appreciate y'all. And shout out to the Falcon family members uh, for uh, joining the stream. I know ha- uh, Lo was very happy. And, listen, he got the, 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 he got one tonight. And, listen, let me tell you something. If, if, the Saints would have won like they should have won. Boy, I had something lined up low, you know, a script and everything. And, and, and that's what we got. So it's all good, man. Y'all y'all don't be mad at them. You be mad at the Saints. Let's all be mad collectively at the Saints. All right. <laughs> yeah, at least did. Well, I mean, the Atlanta Falcon supporters are, you know, they respecting the fact that, you know, they know I'm a black and gold to the core guy. And they do acknowledge the fact that I'm not backing down off my word. You know, even though I have to, I have to carry for it with the word, man. You know, that's how, that's how I do, man. Anything else, bro, would be just un, just would be not right. It'll be, it'll be an injustice for me to run away from my responsibility. Like if I say something and if it don't go and I run away from it, man, don't, don't ever listen to me again. This is an, this is just showing, this is something like my children will watch and say, no matter what it is, you make a bet, you carry on with it. You, 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 whatever you agree to, you follow through with it. You don't renege unless something, unless, you know, certain circumstances where you don't carry through if the other party violate. But if it's a straight up bet and you lose, you got to pay, got to pay up. All right. Yeah. Low. I know you low. I know low saying, man, this is beautiful. All right. Okay. We've got uncle Steven here now. Uncle Steve said, I told y'all. He said, you'd miss me. Drew Brees, bad arm. All right. Thank you, Uncle Steve's Lounge. Appreciate you, sir. Appreciate you. All the diehard Falcon family members here. <laughs> Appreciate the super chat, Uncle Steve. All right. We're going to get you back next time, brother. We're going to get you all back. Trust me. Chantel, shout out to you. Says, Q, if the Saints go to the playoffs, will you bet uh, on them against the Cowgirls? If the, if the Saints go on the, I, I don't, Chantel, I don't even think that's going to happen, sweetheart. 
that is not I don't I, I, I really don't see them cleaning a lot of this stuff up. And we're going to talk about it on the show today. So let's get right into it, family. The injury report of tonight's matchup, man, uh, as we get right on into it. And of course, this is the Thursday night injury report. Cam Jordan out again. You know, he's dealing with an ankle. Marcus May with a shoulder. Kendra Miller with an ankle. Rashid Shaheed died. And this is two straight days of nine practice. Pete Werner with a shoulder issue was shut down. So Wednesday and Thursday, several Saints starters, Cam, Marcus May, Kendra Miller, who's a backup running back, but Rashid Shaheed, Pete Werner, these guys did not play or practice today for two straight days. That's not good. Kicker Blake Groupie had a right groin issue. He was limited, so he's on par. There was a report coming out that he will more than likely kick in the matchup against the Detroit Lions. The center, Eric McCoy, was limited with a shoulder issue. Chris Olavi is under concussion protocol. Ryan Ramchek is dealing with a knee issue, but he practiced in a limited fashion. Detroit, on the other hand, former Saint draft pick Alex Anzalone was shut down with a hand issue, but most of all of their guys played a step. Frank Ragnall, who's dealing with back toe and rest, he sounds like your girl from Atlanta. What's her name? My, my, my neck, my back. That's what Ragnall sounds like. And the hook and fully practice Montgomery Walker and Jonah Jackson all practice fully. So that's some of the stuff that's not good. You got a lot of people right there that are starters for you. That is DMP. So we'll see how it looks into tomorrow's uh, injury report and see exactly what's going to happen there as well. All right. And also to talk about it, the Saints also made a move in terms of their team. Hold on. Let me see if I can get that on screen. <clears throat> Saints also made a move as well, bringing in uh, Jonathan. They, they added uh, the safety Jonathan Abram to the active roster and kicker Austin Schubert to the practice squad. They officially announced that uh, today. So that's a few things. So you got Jonathan Abram stepping in just in case that could be an indication that Marcus May is not going to be available uh, in the matchup. So we'll see how it all goes and how it works. Moving forward, DJ Philco says, Q, we should have known better. Fire DA and his boy Loomis, too. Last night, I did a stream, man, and it was a late stream. I was up to like 1.30 in the morning, so y'all know I ain't got much sleep. So it was really um, because I was listening to Mickey Loomis's interview that Mike Hoss, the softball questions that Mike Hoss was giving him in that interview. And I was listening to it, and it really peeved me. When, when Mickey Loomis said, and I covered it, y'all won't listen to it, y'all can check the last broadcast out uh, with Mickey Loomis. I was just uh, tearing up whatever arguments that he had, logically speaking. And of course, I threw my little regular uh, sarcasm in there, but I also was dropping and throwing facts and stats and everything in there and then kind of letting family members know the ticks, the type of tricks that uh, these people use. And Mickey's, one of his movements or his techniques that he uses when he's attempting to kind of move people, you know, to get people to not listen to what he's saying or, or, or whatever he tries to distract into something. He always uses stats. He'll always prattle off a bunch of stats about, you know, well, this such and such rank, such and such, and all this kind of stuff. And he was talking red zone. I'm like, dude, you need to stay away from red zone discussions period. The Saints stuck stank in the red zone. 
You know, you can you and then it's a talk about how the offense is moving between the 20s. Why are we even talking about that if it's not producing touchdowns? That should not that should be a nine factor. You shouldn't even be mentioning that. But, you know, he likes to distract off and misdirect you into stats that mean absolutely nothing. I call it stat prattling. That's what Mickey does. Stat prattling. He did it the last time he got up on the mic and talked about how low scoring the last time he was up here. He was talking about how low scoring. Other teams in the NFL's NFL were doing for that particular week. Well, they start. Well, they scored scored twenty points, and they scored seventeen points, and this guy scored twenty four points. So as you can see, collectively, all you know the games, and you know the points are down. You know, and you have to understand. You know, that's just you know everybody's defense is a lot tougher, and and that's just one how it goes. So. You know, it's just just the status of what's going on in, in, in today's game, you know, and it's like, OK, that has nothing to do with you because the teams that you named that are scoring low stats are winning games. Your team is not winning games. So why would you even mention that there? You can't put yourself in that area because they're winning and you're not. So the point is. It's a misdirection technique and I'm just making people aware of it. But yeah, absolutely, bro. Mickey Luma showed me today. Well, on that last broadcast that Mickey is not when we talked about the the quarterback not having a clue. And when I, I didn't listen to his interview, a lot of the interview, we, the interview we played last night, I didn't listen to it uh, before because I, I, I do that most of the time. The majority of the time when I play these interviews, like 98 percent of the time, it's a live react. You know, so when I hear it, I'll say, what, what, what did that guy just say? And I'll go back to it and I'm going to play Derek Carr's interview again tonight and we're gonna go over it again because Derek Carr was caught lying he was caught lying like I'm not lying no you the reporters knew he was not telling the truth they knew he didn't have the answers and shout out to Triplett shout out to I think Jeff Duncan was one of them too because Duncan asked him shout out to Jeff Duncan he said he asked him straight up he said uh what's your report what's your what's your what's your grade you know they you know the reporters give me a grade and it's such and such and well what's your what's your what's your grade they knew he was lying. They knew he was, you know, falsifying information. He wasn't giving, he wasn't keeping it real. And see, what I didn't like is that they was giving him, they were giving him opportunities to be accountable. And he showed why he shouldn't be the leader of this team. Anytime you as a quarterback making $150 million, you're the leader of the team. You supposed to stand up before the team and take the arrows because that is it's not only the right thing to do and the noble thing to do, it's the just thing to do because you're the one responsible for why I'm wearing this damn shirt. You threw the defense held the Falcons to 17 points. It was Derek Carr who gave the Saints zero touchdowns and gave Atlanta a pick six. The pick six was the divided, the deciding factor when the Saints losing the game to the Falcons. So why am I wearing the rise up Falcon shirt is because of this clown, Derek Carr, who's running from accountability. When I seen when I heard Mickey Loomis and then and then, of course, Dennis Allen earlier in the week and Mickey Loomis yesterday on that Mike Hoss interview and then Derek Carr yesterday when he did that interview, I said this team is going to win. They they got six games left. They're going to win probably one or two of them because they can't you you can't you have to keep it real. You have to look at and be real with yourself. You have to look in the mirror. You have problems. You have to look in the mirror and you have to say. Hey, man, listen, we stink. This is the problem. This is the problem. And then we look at it and we fix it. Derek Carr staring people down. He's been staring people down all season long. 
He just got in trouble against the Falcons. He been only scanning one side of the field. And guys getting frustrated because on the opposite side of the field is a streaking wide receiver with no safety support, streaking down the field one-on-one. But this guy is scanning to the left, never looks right, and just checks it down. Every majority of the time he checks it down, there's always a guy that's a better option. He, he just doesn't see the field because he's not disciplined. He's not disciplined enough to go through the progressions. And I have a problem with that because if he doesn't know, and he might very well don't know what he's doing because he's been doing unflawed football QB for a long time. That's why he hadn't really gotten anywhere, you know, in terms of him going beyond. Now, the team was whatever it was, but that's not a reason for what's going on here. What's happening with Derek Carr is not just the fact that he doesn't know the, the playbook as well. It's the fact that he's severely flawed fundamentally, only seeing half the field and missing out on the other half, not having any pocket awareness, no clock in his head. And then you would think that the dude never scrambled in his life before when he ran out of there and held that ball like a loaf of bread for an Onyemata to chop it out of his hand. He almost fumbled it away if it wasn't for A.T. Perry. Then when he when they, did you see it in his eyes when he got up after the fumble he looked around like his eyes was big and bucking like this dude is out of his mind <laughs> this was kind of people we got going on but thank you DJ Philco appreciate that man oh yes yeah, it's, it's definitely this is and I can't even claim that man shout out to the family members that came up with the term garbage I forgot who it was man but listen this is absolute unmitigated garbage man that we have to deal with. From the Saints, man. We're going we're gonna to play it today. Doozy says, Q, how many years are left on DA's current contract? I never hear anything about that. Shout out to you, brother Doozy. I don't know how many years are left on Dennis Allen's contract. We don't know exactly how much the contract is. The Saints never released the details of the contract. They never released it. There's guesstimation going on that it's a three or four year deal. Some people say four-year deal, and he's saying it's the average NFL salary, and I say I disagree with that because what happens is if it was an average NFL salary, they would have released it. It's no reason to keep an average NFL salary secret. My, my thought process is the reason why they've refused to disclose it to us to let us know what time it is is because the contract is above normal for Dennis Allen. It is probably above normal for Dennis Allen, but there is no – People are is guesstimation right now. The Saints never officially released Dennis Allen's contract, but they estimated it's a three or four year deal north of five to six million dollars. That's what they're saying. But like I said, logically speaking, from the great Saint think tank, when you think about it logically, why would they hold not disclose an average NFL contract? They don't they that that's not the case. It's I guarantee you the contract is larger than what it's supposed to be. And if they release it and we found out, we would be wholly pissed that you paying him that kind of money. And this dude has zero resume as a, as a successful head coach. But thank you, brother Doozy, for that, man. It, this, they estimated at three to four years, north of five to six million. That's what they're saying, which, come on, you know. But uh, thank you for that, my brother. Appreciate that. All right, so let's get back into it. Yeah, the, the, the shout out. Listen, fam, don't be too hard on the Atlanta Falcon people. Remember, they won the game. See, that's the thing in my mind, like I don't get I'm not going to get mad at the Falcon supporters because they're happy their team beat the Saints. We would be the same way. I would be happy as hell seeing Lowe sit up there. I was ecstatic showing his pitch everywhere <laughs> last year when he had the score T on. So he graciously put that on, you know, and all that. So but the thing is that we don't we're not going to direct our energy toward them. They did what they were supposed to do. 
we direct our energy toward where it's supposed to be to align uh, out of touch general manager and over the head uh, a man over his head head coach and a deceitful lying fake bravadoist quarterback making 150 million dollars we got problems we got big problems in who that nation man but anyway it is what it is. All right, Jay Bellows, shout out to you, for, uh, bro. Thank you for that. He says, are we sure they drug test? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. What the hell's going on down there, you know? But anyway, let's move on to the next topic of discussion, fam. Let's get right on into it, man. Let's line up Carr, man. This is the Carr interview and uh, that we were talking about yesterday. And what, to me, would really insult, what really made me upset about uh, Carr's uh, commentary was he was sitting up here smiling. It's, first of all, there's nothing to smile about here. We are a team on a two-game losing streak. We just lost to our hated rival in their building. They now are controlling the NFC South, so we lose the lead. The guy that's standing up before you was the, the main reason why the Saints lost. He threw a pick six, and pretty much the score reflects the pick six. He didn't give you any offensive touchdowns, but he – he hurt the team by throwing that pick six. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. Like I said, the defense he suppressed the, the Falcons to 17 points. His pick, his pick six is the reason why they ultimately won the game. He could not, in five attempts in the red zone, couldn't give you one. And, of course, one of them was a fumble by Taysom Hill. They went away from him because they know he stinks in the red zone. But where are the answers here? So, that, like the, the thumbnail mentions, it's a play on the word garbage with car in front of it because that's what this guy is. He's garbage. And like I said, it, he took it to another level of clownish, immature, unaccountable behavior last night when he did this interview. So. Uh, let's go. We're going to go through this and then we'll move on to Pete Carmichael's interview and we'll hear what he got to say. These let's hear the answers to see if these guys know exactly what they need to do to fix this team. Here's garbage uh, uh, interview from yesterday. Here we go. Like your Jack. I'll put one in the chat if y'all can hear this, man. A little early for Christmas. Bye. No, it never too early. <laughs> Thanksgiving's over. It's Christmas time. Jack, I know we've asked you about the red zone narrative a lot and those stats have kind of followed you and some of it's circumstantial but, but when it happens the sample size is pretty big right now I mean do you like really try to identify what is it about that area of the field yeah absolutely that's what we you know we spend our time you know in the building talking about that's why we spent spend extra time on it this week uh you know the you know fact of the matter is 
doesn't change. I always tell you the truth. You know, like, you know, we're moving the ball down there if we don't, you know, have the two turnovers or the penalties, you know. Um, we're running good plays and we're moving the ball. You know, we don't have a problem moving it, but when we get down there, um, we've had games where we've done really well and we've had games where it's been really bad. And so I think the biggest thing is the inconsistency. It's not that we can't do it. Um, it's just why is it inconsistent? And we have answers. Uh, everyone wants to hear the answers, but we just don't, you know, we keep them in house. I, I know you hate statistics and stuff like this, but I mean, there are, there are some stats over the last couple of years where you're like ranked 36 out of 36 quarterbacks inside. Let me pause it right there. He said they have answers. They keep the answers in house. What answers? They don't have any answers. Dennis Allen comes out and says every week that they're looking for the answers. He says it. They're looking for the answers. They're looking for the answers. He said that they got answers. They just keep them in-house. Well, if you have answers to the questions that's wrong with the offense, then why isn't it showing on the field when you get out there? And see, this is that's when the that's when the media personalities really seen blood in the water and he really started to get at him. When he threw that out there, that we have answers to the offense and why they're struggling. We have answers. When he said that boy was like sharks in bloody water, the chunks and everything going jaws type stuff going on. They were in there. We have answers, but it's in house. Could you believe something like that? Listen, look at, listen to this moron again. We keep them in house. I I know you hate statistics and stuff. We keep answers in house. We keep the answers in house. Who does this guy think he is? Who, I mean, who who we got answers in house? You don't have no answers, dude. You don't have any answers. This is you know this is ridiculous. But remember that statement that we have answers. Remember he said we have answers and they're in house. Stuff like this, but I mean, there are there are some stats over the last couple of years where you're like ranked 36 out of 36 quarterbacks inside the 15. I mean, you, you might think that that doesn't tell the whole story, but when you see things like that, do you does it like keep you awake? Like this shouldn't make sense. Why can't I fix this one one area of my game? Uh, no, because um, you know this is a team game, and I I don't see things like that because I don't pay attention to things like that, and so. Um, you know, it's something that we're working on, and everyone wants wants an answer or has an answer for us. Um, but we're going to keep working on it. In here. Is there something? Okay, so with Triplet, basically, because this Mike Triplet answered these questions. He talked about the issues for them struggling. He pinpointed it to the quarterback position. Is what Triplet's hitting on. Triplet's saying it's got to be difficult for you to sleep at night. With these type of things, it's how bad this is and that is, and all and red zone and this and that, and the drives failing, got to be hard for you to sleep at night, right, Dennis, uh, Derek? Got to be hard. Oh, well, no. I'm no. It's not hard for me to sleep at night. I got a big freaking bed of money made of 150 million dollars, given given to you by the mighty who that nation. I sleep quite well, sir. Thank you for asking. But no, I don't think about that. It's a court. It's a quarterback centered question about low statistics and failure from the quarterback perspective. The guy totally tries to dodge it. He dodges the, the statement. Oh, we don't talk about that. I don't think about that because we work together as an offense, yada, yada, yada. 
This is ridiculous. See, this is this is the, this is where he's supposed to step up and say, you know what, man, I'm out here staring people down. I'm not going through my progressions. I need to work on the, my, my internal clock is, is off. I need to when I scramble, I have to be smarter about controlling the ball. It's really on me, family. It's really on me. It's my fault. The offense is not going for it. You know, I'm not finding all of the receivers. Sometimes I kind of get locked in on one side of the field. You know, and I just get into the Florida game and I just, you know, I just, you know, it's just on me. I have to, I have to, and I will work to get this better. I have no choice. You would like, you would feel comfortable hearing that from him saying that as opposed to him sitting up here. He sleeps fine. He sleeps fine. But I look at me, look at, look at me. This some bitch sleeping fine over here. And look, his results are the reason why I'm in this damn jersey right here. Derek Carr sleeping, sleeping real good because other people are not sleeping good. He's sleeping well. He's sleeping real well while we stuck up here with this bull crap going on here. But he's doing real well for himself. That makes it harder to play quarterback? No. Besides the obvious tight space in that area? No. It takes all 11 guys doing the right thing at the same time. Uh, and that's it. Now, this dude is the dude that always got a ton of word salad for you. Shit that you don't even need to know. He got a ton of word salad. For this interview, he want to be short and quick because he knows where the questions are aiming at. About which, what do you do? Well, it's still, it's all about 11 guys. So you refuse to take accountability from a quarterback standpoint. You're the leader of the team, dummy. You're the leader of the team. You're supposed to step up and take the blows and take the arrows. That's how you gain respect from your teammates. They'll play for you when you take the blows for them. But all I see from him is him talking about Chris Olave, yada, yada, yada. And the reality is, is he's the one responsible for why Chris Olave's in the concussion protocol. He threw that stupid-ass ball over there that was totally uncatchable, and Chris Olave went up to try to make a play. To, he couldn't get his feet in. He had to be Wilt Chamberlain to stick his feet back out into the sideline, back into the field of play to make it happen. He threw that ball out of bounds. The man tried to make a play. He couldn't get back in. He came down hard, and that was a tough one. He threw that dumb ball out to him. So, I mean, it's just, no, it's no, it's not. It's all our faults. It's not my fault. It's all of our faults collectively. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. How do you evaluate how you play football this year? Uh, we're five and six as a team, and that is what I based everything on. And so, uh, you know, for me, that's the only thing that matters. And so uh, to give myself a grade, like, really doesn't matter. If anyone else wants to give me a grade, it really doesn't matter. You know, we know what we've seen on tape. We know, you know, when, what my grade is when I get my sheet from my coaches and if I'm doing my job or if I'm not doing my job. And that's the stuff that matters. What is the grade? I mean, that's why we keep them in-house and that's why we do those things. The coaches can tell you, I don't. I that's why we keep it in-house. Jeff Duncan asking, well, what is the grade? You talk, you, you sit up here giving us this information that it don't matter if people giving you grades or not. It don't matter what you say, uh, who that nation. It don't matter what you say. Shut up and pay these bills over here. Shut up and give me this money. Shut up and go and support the Saints. Shut up and take your ass to the dome and pay that $20, $25 for that nacho and that soda pop in there. Get on up in here and take these high-ass jerseys up in here for sale. Come on up here and pay for that parking revenue and shut up and give us your money. That's pretty much what this is. Or it don't matter. It don't matter that the people are the ones responsible for paying you. You pay, you play for the people. If it wasn't for them ponying up the money to the saints, you wouldn't be down here to sit up here and talk like this. 
or the petulance and the de- these people are detached, de- totally detached from reality, totally detached. The court the, and credit to our reporters because the it's a it's a unified theme. They know the issues of the saints is this dude. That's why they're not asking. Now they're not aiming it and saying his name, but they're talking about the quarterback position and they're backing it up with stats that he cannot refute. So what he this what he does then is he misdirects and he gets totally ridiculous. His facial expressions gets gets worse. He starts stuttering. His body he starts moving, bantering back and forth like a preschooler that's caught. You know, you caught them getting the cookie out the cookie jar. It's just it's just really weird how this interview progresses as he just does everything he possibly can do to get away from accountability because that's what the reporters were looking for. They were looking to give you the out to say, you know what? You could save the season right now. Just take accountability. Take accountability like I took accountability and put this damn shirt on after we lost the bet because of your ass. I took accountability. It don't feel it's, it's tough as hell, but real people take accountability. I took it. I had to represent and get the, the Falcon supporters and all them saying, damn Q, man, this, this guy is the reason why I got this damn shirt on, <laughs> but I could take accountability, but this son bitch over here making $150 million can't man. This is ridiculous. I don't have any problem with them telling you how I've been doing, you know, uh, but I don't, I don't put their business. I don't put our business team business out like that. You don't put team business about a grade asking you what kind of grades you got. Well, let since I, I could tell you, you, your grades an F for failure. F for floppy. F, give me some Fs. Let who that nation chime in with me. Great Saint Thank Tank. Give me a grade F. His grade is a F. F for failure. F for fool. F for. Uh, give me some 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 clean f words here, family, because <laughs> I'm about to hit him with one. What's some good f words for fault? Shante says fault, flunky. That's a good one. Flunky, failure, fool. What frustrating? Yes. What else? Yeah. Just no 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 KK. <laughs> no no KK. No foolish. Thank you, brother Doozy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ant, what's up, Ant? Ant says, uh, yeah, fake. There you go, T-Roy. Come on, man. Fake. Yes. Yeah, that, there you go, Dana. All right. Yeah, it flail. Flail safe. Phony. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we can't use that one, K. Come on, baby. <laughs> Fantasia? Come on, Molly Ball. Come on, man. Yeah, funky. There you go, Slim. Come on. Come on with the Fs. Failure. Fickle. Thank you, E. Fishing. <laughs> Fishing? Oh, man. Frail. Yes. Frail. Yes. Fraud. Yeah, you know what? Fraudulent and fraud. How about that? Fraud. Chantel, come on, baby. <laughs> Fishy. Foolish. Yes, indeed. Yes. What's up, Tedra? All uh, right, yeah, flopper, yeah, floppy. All uh, right, yeah, y'all got it, man. Y'all hitting at a bunch of them. I just, it, this is ridiculous, man. Yeah, what's up, Ochino? Yeah, fraud. There you go, dude. Fraud. Flat tire. There you go. I, it's just really to me, man. Foreclose. <laughs> Foreclose. 
Yeah, it's this is sad, man. And it it gets really weird as we as we move forward. Listen to this, dude. Let's let's get through this. You said you guys got the answers for the, the red zone. Like, what's it going to take to see it to see it consistently on the field? If you don't want to share what it is, well, what's it going to see it? I said I said that we're working on the answers. That's what we've been doing, and so uh, I appreciate. What's it going to take to see it to see it consistently on the field? If you don't want to share what it is, well, what's it going to see it? I said I said that we're working on the answers. That's what we've been doing, and so no, you didn't. You said a few minutes ago, and that's why, you know, they start pressing to me, start lying because he made all this stuff up. He made it all up in front of the media and they pressing on him. And you can see different interviews. You can look at his eyes and see his body, his behaviors is that he sent up his straight line. He got caught lying to the press. This is all BS that he made up. He deliberately disintegrated in front of the people and they started pressing him for answers. And he. He started, he, he really, his story came apart because he said when we first started a few minutes ago, y'all put one in the chat if y'all remember hearing this dude say that we have the building, we have the answers, they're in the building, and we can't tell you about the answers, but we got them in-house. Put one in the chat if y'all heard him say that. Now he's standing up here saying, well, what I said was we're, we're, we're you know, we're, we're, we're working on getting the answers. No, no, no. That's two different things. Having the answers and working on getting the answers is two separate things. So either one or two things is going on is either he's crazy, he's a liar, or he's confused, or he's all three of them. And I purpose, I believe it's the answer is D. <laughs> it's D, all of them. All right, Thomas, shout out to you. He says, Car and D had no problem saying Olave and Perry. Exactly. Thomas, shout out to you, man. Shout out to you, bro. That's exactly right. Nobody wants to criticize garbage over here. They don't want to, they don't want to criticize the garbage. They don't want to, they don't want to criticize the dude. Even though the dude is sitting up here lying to the to the, the reporters and they know he's lying. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. They know he's lying. They are writing down and taping everything. He said, you know, these are professionals, man. They've been doing this down here for years. They know what time it is. And then I'm listening. I got a keen ear. I'm listening to what he says. And I'm saying on the last night, I was like, that's not what you said. Now it's all of a sudden you're working on answers. That's different from you had the answers. Had means they're in my possession. We're utilizing them. We're breaking them down and we're actually applying them right now versus we looking for them. We're looking for the answers, meaning that you don't have them in hand and that you're still seeking them. Two total different things. The guy's a liar, man. And he's sitting up here purposefully lying. Look at his eyes 
and his body language. It's a liar's body language and a non-accountable buffoonish fraud. You see it right here. And this right here really showed me when I heard what Mickey said and heard what this dude was talking about. I said the Saints, they'd be lucky to win 10 games. I mean, two more games out of the last six games. They'd be lucky to win two games because you are not keeping it real. You have to be able to pinpoint things that you're failing at and then be able to then address them and fix them. As, as long as you're playing line games like this character over here, they ain't going to fix anything. You're going to continue having the same problems over and over again. And people, they don't want to fix it. Carr is lying and he don't want to be accountable. He's a coward. And the cowards don't get any respect from us or anybody. But you're absolutely right, Thomas. They had no problem hanging out with Chris Olave when he talking about he ran the wrong right and Dennis Route and Dennis Allen came out there or A.T. Perry when A.T. Perry did that. I thought that was in-house business. Oh, well, that was just, you know, whatever it was. But we, we'll work through it. It happens every every game. There's always wide receivers don't know what they're supposed to do in connection to him. He It's always the same thing. It's always disjointed mess when Derek Carr is involved. It always is. You know, so anyway, let's finish up. So, um, I appreciate, you know, everyone wanting to have the or us to just say everything we've been feeling and say everything that we've seen on tape and say all the coaching points and all those things, but I'll never do that. And so um, I know it's just on me to keep doing it. And for, you know, whoever they want to point at, please point at me because I can handle it. Bro. And then it just word salad then whatever they want, just point at me. See, and he changes it there and backs into it. Not even, it wasn't, none, none of that had any strength or legitimacy to it. He had, he was a cornered rat. And he just decided to just, well, listen, listen, we, we want to work on it, but hey, if you want to blame somebody, you know what? If you want to draw it, just draw it at me. I'll take it. That that's it's a different energy than you owning it. That wasn't owning it. That was not owning it, family. That was not what he just did there was not owning anything. He didn't own it. And it's just it's ridiculous, man. This dude is yeah. Ochi Marimo says, uh, is this all a part of the biggest scheme to transition to Coach Gruden? Uh well, bro, thank you for the super chat, bro. I don't think they're that wise, to be honest with you, bro. I don't think they're that Machiavellian, man. <laughs> be honest with you. We did you talking about Mickey Loomis, who actually made the entire Who That Nation laugh. And most of the, in the majority of the NFL people that follow it, when he got up there on a press conference yesterday and told Mike Hoss that I really believe that we have the right staff in the building. We re I really believe we got the right guys over the team. We're talking about Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael here, the right guys over the team. And when he said that, I said, I stopped this. Bro, we got to get Mickey out of here. Mickey is, is the game then passed him by. Dude, you can't possibly be that far. It can't be that vast a view between what he's seeing and what we're seeing. What is, what are you looking at? Everybody, the majority of the people know Dennis Allen is not a good head coach. He's not. Why? Because he don't pay attention to details, the details that count, the things that matter, the details in between the details, the, the small things he doesn't pay attention to. 
He's not a disciplinarian. That's why the positive things that they do in, in the increments in between the game don't stick every game because it takes discipline to keep that there, and the man don't have that. He doesn't have the leadership ability. The communication issues, he needs more of that. He needs to be a better communicator, a better motivator. And I'm giving you direct specifics. I'm not just sitting up here saying, Dennis Allen, I don't like how his, his, his face looks. He looks like a possum. That's why he's not a good head coach. That has nothing to do with that, even though that's very funny. But the reality is I'm talking about his talents, or lack thereof, to be more accurate that he does not have or possess to be a head coach. And he is not taking or finding out how to acquire these things to become a better head coach, which is when the season started off, I was asking the question, what did Dennis Allen learn from last year to this year? And when some of the reporters actually walked up to that question and, and did that, he went to some old sidebar, which means he ain't really learned anything. See, for the team to progress and get to the next level, his intelligence as a head coach must improve, which means the attention to details, which he's very flawed at. He's not an attention to detail dude. He's not accountable. When guys are false starting, when guys are grabbing the face mask, they can do all of these things and then stay in the game. Where, where is the punishment for guys that are dropping passes, guys that don't know what routes they're running? There is no punishment. When guys do that, they stay on the field. Guys false start, they stay on the field. Guys hurt the team, they stay on the field. It don't matter. There is zero accountability. And this guy right here is just taking the lead of his head coach who's over his head and the dinosaur general manager that we got here that's talking about. I really, really, in my heart of hearts, believe that we really got to we, we we got the right guys in there. Man, let me tell. Hold on. Let me stop the broadcast for a second. Let me tell you something. Hold on. Hold on. Let me put this goddamn clam chowder down. They put it down right now. I'm getting I'm getting real mad over here. I, I, I try to keep under control, goddammit. But let me tell you something. You guys sitting up here, and I mean, I, I've been the Saints general manager for 20 years. 20 years. And let me tell you, I I, I general manager for 20 damn years. And, why, and let me tell you, I found Sean Payton, and I, he was the coach, and we won a lot of games. I am not wrong on Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen as a good coach and I got really in my heart of hearts and I really feel really good about this. I really believe in my heart of hearts and my heart is a large heart. It's very nice that I really believe that Dennis Allen is the guy, you know, and I, I tell you, I, I believe he'll help us. Q, you're in a, in a great St. Frank tank. You guys are wrong. Dennis Allen's going to turn this all around. He's going to fix it. He's going to do it. And besides, you know, in a red zone, you know, 20 years, you know, 10 years ago, we, you know, we were one of the top red zone teams. So it's in our history to be a good red zone team. You know, I'm a deflect into some stats, but, you know, I, I'm just trying to give you the game. Nah. So, it, and this is the type of spiel that we get. How off, how far off is the the, the thought process? When a guy, a general manager is supposed to know personnel and everybody in his mama knows that Dennis Allen is not good at what he does. He's not a good head coach, a D coordinator. The guy's a good D coordinator, but he stinks as a head coach. He's nobody's head coach. Everybody understands this. Everybody. But it's all right, though. It's all right. 
there's always a suffering before blessing. Did you get that? Did y'all pick up what I'm dropping down here? There's always a suffer. It's a suffering before it's a blessing. It's always a suffering before it's a blessing. Y'all remember that? Oh, in my heart of hearts. Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you are so wrong. I had Dennis Allen come over and he fixed me some cornbread and he put raisins in it. And I was like, man, you don't put raisins in the cornbread. And I ate the cornbread and it was good. I even dipped it in my clam chowder and it was even better. I was like, wow, that's, that's, and that's why I like Dennis Allen. He made the best cornbread I ever tasted in my life. And I, I, I told him after I ate that cornbread with the raisins in it and dipped it in the clam chowder and then took a swig of orange juice. I told him, I said, because of this cornbread, this magical cornbread right here, you're going to be the coach for the Saints, regardless of what your record is. I, that's my promise to you, buddy. Okay, yeah, that's that's just about how I went too. <laughs> that's just about how I went. Yeah, that's right. That's how I went. Don't even second guess that, y'all. That's the truth. <laughs> In my heart of hearts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got you there, Mickey. Hey, it's crazy, man. This is insane. But let's get back to this liar over here. We go. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, just finish. Look where it stopped at on his face. It, it got it stopped right on this guy's face. Look at his face. Look at the fake bravado that he's trying to exhibit here. This Lions defense. Well, they're really good. Uh, they play hard. Uh, they got you know really good front. Uh, yeah, really, really good front seven, I should say. Secondary plays well together, and the things that you know. You know, Coach, Coach Aaron Glenn is asking him to do, uh, and I've known him since I was running routes on him since I was 13 years old after practices. You know, and he's always been a smart guy. Uh, you know, none of my routes worked against him when I was a kid. So uh, he does a good job of coaching those guys and and understanding how to change certain things and little tweaks of their system and little tweaks of their scheme uh, to try and win that week. And so uh, he's doing. They're doing a fantastic job, obviously, with their record and all those kind of things. So. Uh, again, it'll be another tough week for us. For this offense, I, I know you guys want to get off the faster charts, and I think what is it—the opening drive this year, no touchdowns in the sport yet. Um, I, I know that's probably another area of concern that you guys are trying to figure out and fix. Um, do you think that would help some stuff if you can just get off to faster starts and just get things rolling? So maybe you're not worried about you know like trying to play catch up or like worried about trying to execute as much of the red zone. Our fast starts probably critical as well for you guys. Yeah, that's always like every building I've ever been in. You, they, you know, you preach starting fast. You know, uh, you know, with Coach Gruden, it was always like start the period fast. You know, which means start it with a good run, start it with a good completion, all those things. And so, every building I've ever been in, that's always been emphasis, and it still is an emphasis here. Uh, some things, every football team's going to do a lot of things really well, and sometimes you're going to have things you got to get better at, and that's one area uh, also that for us has been a problem. Yeah, that we haven't, you know, gotten a, would you say a touchdown, you know, uh, on those drives. You know, you do that, it helps, you know, helps everybody. You know, helps the play caller, helps the defense, it helps, uh, helps us as an offense. Your confidence, you feel great, you know, uh, instead of you know trying to figure it out and come from behind or, uh, you know, score the second drive or the third drive. You know, it's it's, you know, the games you start fast. Uh, usually, you know, the whole game just feels more confident for sure for everybody. Some of the guys behind um, Rashid and Chris, they don't have a lot of NFL protection, but they have NFL experience. I'm wondering how that can kind of help in maybe a transition like this if they have to step in. Yeah, so 
the one thing that is always big to me is like how, you know, what do they like on the football field at game time? You know, what is their demeanor like? Uh, you know, do they are they loud out here at practice? And then when we get in there and they're in a shell, you know, all that stuff. You know, you, you try and pay attention to all those things. And the thing I can say about these guys, they're all competitive. And when you have competitive guys and you have guys with experience, um, you can usually rely on those guys. Uh, you know, you know, maybe there's, you know, if they have bounced around, maybe there's one or two things that, you know, maybe they're a specialty kind of guy and they have a role and that kind of stuff. And, you know, when they you give them more, well, it's a great, great opportunity to see what they can do. You know, uh, I don't know everybody's situation, but from what I've seen, what we're asking them to do, uh, you see that competitiveness and you, you get, when you see that, you can trust them in the game to hopefully do the right thing. Derek, are there still things you, you guys are trying to do to get on the same page, you and the receivers? Is that still an ongoing process? Uh, I'm sorry, who? Like, just, just like, and like, there was a throw to Rashid that was like, you know, a little like, I, no, like, I, like, like, like timing stuff in that. Is no, that still no. Work in progress? No, I just missed the throw. Like that one to Rashid I missed, but timing wise, I mean, Chris had, what do you have, 120 yards, you know, he's on, yeah. and there was more opportunity out there for him to have an even bigger day, you know, and then we would have been like, oh, that's great. Well, what's wrong with this? You know, it's, we're always looking at things that are wrong, you know, and we're trying to solve those problems in our building. I worked on 10 things that I had for myself that just, I was like, you know what? I've been doing this well, but let's iron this out. Let's do this better. Let's do that. Just like everyone in that building is doing that. You know, we're doing it all before 20 minutes before practice even starts, before we've been asked, been asked to do anything. And we're, we're working those things, uh, you know, from the from the last game, things that we're going to need to do this game that are going to pop up that are different maybe than what we're used to. And so we're always working on those. But, uh, you know, there's things that we've done really well chemistry-wise. There's some some things that I've, you know, been really impressed when I've asked them to be in a certain place and I throw it super early and they're there. Um, and then that one I just missed behind it like that. At least he took responsibility that time around. Somebody missed on the throw. I mean, that's obvious on it. You look at the tape that he threw. But this is ridiculous, man. I mean, these are basically the same answers that we've been getting every week. The same old stuff from garbage. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Chantel, thank you. Says, Q, absolutely love the video with Jameis rapping to car. Get to hell. Yeah. Yeah, you know, we we did that. We did, we covered that on the Patreon special, man, with uh, Jameis Winston rapping ludicrous to Derek Carr. And I was like, that is, people's like, that is so weird, Jameis. What are you doing? And I'm like, I was telling, I'll say, man, Jameis is telling Carr, move, you know what, get out the way. <laughs> he telling him that. <laughs> he wasn't trying to buck him up. At first, maybe that's what he thought. But Jameis is kind of, you know, Jameis is a little throw it off. But Jameis was telling him, move, B, get out the way. You know, let me get on top of this thing, you know. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. You know, and, and would, would Jameis, in my estimation, run the offense better? Yeah, he would run the offense better because he would actually see some of the things that Carr is not seeing. Like I said, the issue with Carr and how could we get him there? How could we get him to that spot where he can see what he's going on? The coaches have to see. That's the coach's job. Like if a player is doing stuff that they're not supposed to do, it's up to his coaches to check that behavior and correct it. What are the Saints coaches doing here? What is, what is the QB coach doing? What is What the hell is Pete Carmichael doing? If he sees him staring down guys is he getting on that if he's not progressing through his full progression plate is is are they not checking him for that what you know that's that's the coach's job to get on the quarterback when he's exhibiting non-fundamental behaviors on the football field that need to be checked the coaches need to be on that so where are the coaches here to check Derek Carr's non-fundamental bullshit behavior on the football field where the offense is stinking where they're not moving the ball where they're not scoring any touchdowns it is absolutely unforgivable to go 0-5 in the red zone in a game against the Atlanta Falcons in their building, and it's a huge rivalry game. You have to beat the Falcons. Chapter 1 of Derek Carr against the Falcons went absolutely nowhere. He actually helped the Falcons beat the Saints. He gave them a pick six by staring the guy down. There, now, by the way, there was nothing he ever said about the interception, the fact that he stared the guy down. What he did say was he didn't see Jesse Bates. And I was sitting there looking at the all 22 saying, how did he, how did he not see Jesse Bates? Did Jesse Bates have an invisibility cloak on, which he just threw off of him at the last moment before he picked the ball off? No, Jesse Bates was there the whole time. If you look at the tape, if he scanned the field, like he's supposed to, he would have seen Jesse Bates standing there. Jesse Bates was matter of fact, looking in his face and seeing him stare at a guy down. Then he jumped the route for the pick six. That's how it happened. That's how he knew to be there because he seen where you was going to throw it because he didn't look in the opposite direction and pump fake to that side, then came back to that side. No, he looked there. He was going to go to Jawan, but Jawan was covered by two guys, and then he, he was right in the same vicinity because Jawan was here and Rashid Shahid was here, and he decided to slide here, and Jesse Bates seen the whole play. He threw it. Jesse picked it off to the house. That is on car, but you don't hear Pete Car, you don't see here Pete Carmichael or Dennis Allen or anybody else except for you, me, and others that said the guy stared the man down. That's how he got the pick six. And ultimately, that hurts the Saints. They couldn't overcome it because he can't give you touchdowns, but he can show pick six the hell out of you. So it was terrible. But yeah, I seen that Chantel. That was real funny, man, watching Jameis tell that guy, move B, get out the way. Get your, you know what, up out the way. 
Yeah, that was that was really funny. I really enjoyed that. Jameis is kind of throw it off, but that was really funny seeing him do that. A few more pieces of this guy, but this is really you know what? Uh, I'm gonna play one more segment and we'll move on to Pete Carmichael if y'all can stand it. That's gonna happen. And never want it to happen, but it happens. You throwing the ball low to Shahid to avoid him on the goal line on the second drive to avoid uh, him getting by the safety, yeah. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, try yes. to keep him. Yeah, I've just I've always been taught low on the front half, high on the back half. Uh, I'm talking about the the engine. Right. Yeah. Sort of the mindset of this team right now is coming off of Boston. Or do you like where they're at mentally right now? It's not as sad as it is out here. Uh, I can promise you that. <laughs> uh, we are super positive. Uh, practice was great. The meetings have been great. Uh, you can feel the frustration, but in a good way. In in a way, like all right. It can't be that out of touch. This got to be some BS going on here, fam. The man asked him about some stuff. He literally goes into it's not as sad as what it is out here. Bro, you are you just lost to the Falcons. You're on a two-game losing streak. I'm sitting up in the goddamn Atlanta Falcon shirt because I lost the bet on your sorry ass because you threw the pick six. That's why I'm in this rise-up jersey. This shirt right now because of you. But it's a dead, literally detached because it don't matter to them one way or the other. They get paid the same amount whether they win, lose, or draw. It's the same amount. So why should they be upset? They smiling, smile, literally smiling to the bank, literally smiling to the bank. And you have to take the pain. I have to wear Atlanta shit, and you have to take the pain of humiliation as the Atlanta supporters berate you because you got a tore-up-ass quarterback who don't take any responsibility for nothing. You got a coach that's way over his head. And then you've got a general manager who's placating the whole play. He's sitting up saying no problems with it. Absolutely no problems. He don't even have a problem with it to the point where he needs to go to Dennis Allen and nudge him and say, hey, bro, put Curry in there. Let him play. The, let him call the plays for this week. See how it looks. Let's change a few things up. See what happens. Just, you know, just, for, just for giggles. You know, and this is how it would play out. Dennis Allen, he calls Dennis Allen to his office. Dennis Allen comes to Mickey's office. Yeah, 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 Mickey, can I help you? Yeah, yeah. Well, come on in, Dennis. Oh, sit on down right there. Yeah. yeah I'm glad you I, I just wanted to tell you. I, you know, I was lucky, man. I was talking to everybody. I, and I, I think that, you know, you guys, maybe you should put Ronald in there. You know, let Ronald call the place just for this week. You know, you know, mind you, I'm not meddling. You know, I just think, you know, kind of get things going. You know, let's try that out for a little bit. See how that works out. You know, you get what I'm saying there? You know what I'm saying? Let's try that out and see how that works. What Dennis Allen going to tell Mickey, no? Oh, no, Mickey, listen, I'll tell you what, man. You gave me this job. Won't you just mind your own damn business? Well, why? Well, what? Wow, all a nerve of you. Oh, that, that that's not happening. He will do what Dennis would make it ask him to do. And that's really what we want to see. We're not asking for a complete overhaul. We want to see a few shift movements here. Now, once again, we heard the same thing that Derek Carr just said a week ago off the bye week when he talked about getting the rest and getting and everybody getting an opportunity to rest and work on extra stuff in the bye week and people knew who was making mistakes and we had to be able to iron out some of the issues. And then they go into the game against the Falcons and they look just like they did, like they never practiced all the time. And once again, he just said it again, just not too long ago, they had a great practice. They always have these great practices, but some kind of magical way to get into these games and they stink. 
You can't score touchdowns. How are they having all of these fantastic, wonderful Hall of Fame practice sessions, but it never translates to the field? Can somebody explain that to me? Well, we're all super positive. How, how are you super positive, bro? I'm not telling you to be down in the dumps, but ain't no time for you to be sitting up here being joyous and happy when the team is struggling like this. You got six games left. You're on a two-game slide. You got a tough Detroit team coming to town with a, one of the top offenses in the game. You haven't scored a touchdown in six quarters, but you're going to sit up here. We're super positive. So it's I, I can't play no games with no people like this, man. This is this is like a you trying to take a like a, a, a positive approach. But what's needed is a balanced approach. You can't have one more than the other. you got to have a balanced approach, because if you're doing the super positive over there because you're running from the negativity and the negativity, they classified as negativity. Like Mickey called it. He called it. Oh, well, I, what did I say? I called it negative noise. It's just a bunch of negative noise. That's all it is. He called it negative noise. Negative noise, which means it's negative and is on top of it is noise. He did meaning he didn't want to hear it. And when you listen to the negative noise, you know what it's saying? It's saying that the Saints need to make changes, that Mickey Loomis needs to reevaluate what's going on with the team because the team is severely underperforming. That is negative noise. What I'm saying and what you guys are saying, he classifies that as as bad noise, as noise is it's obstructing what's going on. The Saints, what the Saints are doing. They're creating the environment for this to happen. It's crazy. Like people don't understand. These fools don't understand how the universe works. If you want things to change for your benefit, then change the team. And we're not saying wholesale changes right now, but change things around. Let Curry call the plays. Let Curry call the plays. Let Carmichael chill. Let Curry call the plays. Let him operate the offense and see how it looks. Perhaps he can get Carr to do what he's supposed to do. Maybe he's more accountable. He'd be more of an accountable guy there. Maybe you have more of a connection with, with Carr because he's closer to his age than Pete Carmichael is. Maybe he can, uh, you know, have a, a better relationship or a better communication style with him where Pete Carmichael is failing. Maybe. Change up a few things here or there. Create something new because that's what the, that's what the family members are asking for, but that's concerned negative noise. Is anything that's not in agreement with Mickey or Dennis, or Derek, then they consider that negative or bad. So if you don't agree with me, you're bad. If you don't agree with what, what I'm saying, well, I, if you don't, guys don't agree with what I'm saying, hey, that's negative noise. That's how I look at it. It's negative noise. So you have to be in total agreement with me. For me to, you know, and that's, and that's, that's not negative noise. You know, I, 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 in all of my heart, at all of my heart, I'm telling you, that I believe we got the right people in the building. I can't believe that guy said that. When he said that, I said, we got to get this guy up out of here. He, he, he done lost it. Anyway, enough of this, man. It's always a world of Hall of Fame practices. We always have a Hall of Fame practice. We just had a fantastic practice out here, and everybody's chipper. Everybody's happy. Really? Everybody's chipper and happy for, with a 5-6 and six team? You just lost to your rivals? I'm sitting up here in the Atlanta Falcon shirt. And everybody's positive. These people are out of touch with reality, man. But that's all right. Keep doing what you're doing. This is not the path to you winning anything because you're not addressing any of the real stuff that you need to address. Derek Carr, this whole interview was a just, just, just absolutely horrible. It was a horrible interview. He said up here he lied the majority of the time. He lied to them people. 
he had no answers. And what he did was wait till he gets out there against the Detroit Lions and, and has and has that big letdown. And he's going to be standing his ass back up here again trying to explain to them what happened. I thought you said you had the answers. What happened? Well, I guess we did, but we didn't have the answers. Just a liar, man. He, a liar will just spin it however. All right, speaking of which, let's go to this. This is Pete Carmichael. Uh, he's here for five minutes. We'll listen to what he has to say about uh, the identity. He's talking about offensive identity for the Saints. Here we go. Um, you know, early in the season, we've obviously been talking a lot about gaining yards, but not not scoring gaining yards in between. And that's going. What what are the positive developments you found with this offense that you think can can trans, keep translating into that? Yeah, I think um, you know, early in the season, I don't think our situational numbers were very good to begin with, and then I thought. Uh, there had been some progress made in the red zone. Uh, obviously, then we come out of this last game and going over five, and that's uh, you know an obvious an area where we got to look at all everything. Coaches, what are we doing? Where are we putting the players? And then just kind of the execution. Um, but overall, I think that we've um, got better sustaining some drives. I think we still got to um, be better on third down. Again, I know the forty something percent last week, but I still thought that um, from an overall uh, standpoint, that still needs to be better. But I think that. Uh, we have been able to sustain some drives, and uh, right now the, the main thing is we've got to finish these drives. Another big word this week has been identity. When, when, uh, if you guys ever get, you know, in a game situation you like and, and want to get into what you do best, what what is it that you think you guys do best that, you know? Yeah, I think that if you're talking more about a, a, a scheme type of thing, I think that we are an outside zone team. I think our quarterback runs have been successful, and then when that's all clicking and you have more. Uh, opportunities for uh, sustaining drives. I think our play action is uh, important for us. Well, I think this, I think, it, I think it's, it's everybody. So to uh, name one specific person, I think that uh, when you just look at the opportunities last year, or I mean, last week, we had two turnovers. And then I think that, uh, you know, we had a couple holding calls that put us in some uh, tougher positions. But again, we look. Hold on, Pete Carmichael. Hold on, man. Reporters said, what about Derek Carr? Well, I think it's everybody. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You got you got to call the spade a spade. You can't sit up here and protect Carr when he threw a damn pick six, which is the reason why the Saints lost the game. His pick six was the deciding factor. His pick six was the so the talking point that was given out is to not attack Carr. To allow don't don't get on Carr. Don't you know? Let's well. You know, we had a couple of turnovers. None of them, none of those other, whatever you're talking about, had a, a major, a more, more major impact on the game besides that pick six. So how was that just that smoothed over like that? No, that needs to be addressed. Because that was the deciding factor. The pick six. He gave you zero touchdowns. It's, it's the misdirection on third down stats. Third down stats, third down. Oh, third downs, we're moving it. Third downs, and then you get to the red zone, then you're 0 for 5 in the red zone. 0 for 5 in the red zone. 0 for 5 in the red zone. 0 for, and I say that because that's that's appalling. That a rookie kicker was 5 or 6 in the game. They had him kicking the ball, and you had a $150 million quarterback who can't even get two touchdowns in the red zone. Boy, they want to protect Carr. It's all about protecting garbage, man, let me tell you. Let's start with the coaches and saying, what are we doing in the plan? Let's make sure we're giving them uh, the right plays, putting them in the right spots. And so I think I think everybody needs to improve, not just one particular person, starting with us as coaches. 
Start with us as coaches. Boy, he taking responsibility for Derek Carr, who refused to take responsibility for himself. It starts with us putting him in the right. So Mickey, for so Pete Carmichael is responsible for Derek Carr throwing the pick six to Jesse Bates. We need to do a better job in putting him in. This is so, just just so much BS. That's why I'm saying you you listen to these guys, and we're gonna listen to come. That's the four guys right there. Dennis Allen talking talking foolishly and stupid yesterday about we got the right guys. I really do feel we got the right guys. Just told just the dinosaur. It's time for you to go. The United States Border Patrol has exciting and rewarding career opportunities with the nation's largest law enforcement organization. Border Patrol agents enjoy great pay, outstanding federal benefits, and up to $20,000 in recruitment incentives. If you are looking for a way to serve something greater than yourself, consider the United States Border Patrol. Learn more online at cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. That's cbp.gov slash careers slash USBP. Dennis Allen is over his head. He don't know what he's doing. Uh, Derek Carr was just caught lying yesterday literally lying to the press, creating narratives, pretend, you know, doing just absolutely no accountability, no insight on what he needs to do to be better. He's not, he's not, he, he's not taking advantage of the opportunity to claim his poor play to the point where he stopped throwing, stopped staring the guys down and stopped throwing the ball too. see the, the reporters can't get as rough as I am with these questions, why do, why are you staring people down? You do realize that the pick six that you threw was because Bates watched your eyes to the ball. He knows that, but it's run from the run from the truth game. That's what's going on here. And as long as they doing this type of stuff, there will be these wins over the next six games. Well, now, and I'm not being negative. I'm being real too much of the positive stuff is an imbalance too much negative. It's unbalanced. I'm telling you straight what it is. If things need to change and you want things to change, they won't change until these guys face down the issues, really face down the issues and then pinpoint what they are and then change them. And that's what the Saints are not doing. They, they keep doing the same thing over and over again and don't and then getting the same result instead of saying we're looking for the answers. You're not serious about winning if you're not making changes once you find what's wrong. There needs to be changes made for everything to change. You can't keep doing the same thing thinking that you're going to get a different result. That is literally the definition of insanity, which these folks are crazy. They literally are crazy. If they believe in doing the same BS week after week, we'll give them wins. They won't be, I'll give them two wins at the next six games. And I'm saying that because even a broken clock is right twice a day. They'll keep, they'll catch somebody slipping, maybe Carolina and the Giants or one of these other teams. But I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Dennis Allen, man, Dennis Allen is in trouble. He won't survive the season, especially if they lose to Atlanta again. I'm just keeping it real with you. They don't, and these people are out of their minds. Play action, you guys are last in the league. And I was like, is the reason you guys don't get to that more is because the run game has Talking about the identity of the team. Hold on, fam. I, got one. No, I don't think so. I think, again, that could be just part of play calling, but I think that sometimes when you, when you are running and you're getting to those second imaginable situations or you're sustaining drives, I think those opportunities, I think sometimes, uh, you know, maybe it, it doesn't look like a true play action with the cell. Maybe if the halfback has to do 
something with protection, but I think that uh, we have, as of late, have been calling more of those. That's something you might get more. You and and nah, Shantel, I'm definitely not betting for the Lions, man. This, I, I've totally lost a lot of respect for the Saints, to be honest with you. And I'm gonna tell you why. It's this type of behavior, these type of talking points, and this type of action makes me because I know what it takes to change things around. Like even if you're dealing with a, a football team with a lot of personalities, to change things around to make it better, you got to make some decisions, very decisive decisions on the things that's happening. We know that the problem is with the offense. We know, and I see Dimitri says, we did run through y'all D-line. You did get 200 yards rushing, but you only scored 17 points. The Saints still, regardless that you got 200 yards rushing, Dimitri, you still only scored 17 points, bro. The Saints only allowed the, the, uh, the Atlanta Falcons offense to put up 17. The defense got to pick six. That was the deciding factor from, gar- from garbage. So, even though they surrendered the two, you just you you it was only for 17 points. You get what I'm saying? You got 220 on them, but for 17 points for 220 yards, and that's a you got the dub. I see what you're saying, but still in all, man, you got to look at it all. And what I'm saying is they're not serious about winning if you got people sitting up and talking about offensive identity. Family, we got six games left in the regular season. The offense still stammers and stymies. They're still underutilizing Elvin Kamara. The Saints' offensive line is still up and down as hell. There is nobody going at Doug Marone about what's going on with this line. You know, maybe switching it up and put Jari Evans there. That's the kind of change of switching things up because whatever's going on is not working. Doug Marone's line is not working. You can blame it on offensive linemen being in and out of the lineup. I don't care about that. Majority about the offensive linemen know how to run block. We got to utilize, we have to figure out the right combination of people in there so we can get the run in the ball and setting up the play action. And also, the thing with Carr is that's a whole nother thing all within itself because he's inaccurate at times. Simple passes, he tends to overthrow, underthrow, uh, throw like the pass to Jawan Johnson when he's scrambling. I don't understand how Carr missed the throw when he rolled out to his right side. And Jawan Johnson was eight to 10 yards away from him. He threw the ball out front of Jawan Johnson like he couldn't even get it. I'm like, bro, you're rolling out to the same side the, the wide receiver, the tight end is. How do you miss that throw? How? How do you miss that throw? And that's the type of stuff that's frustrating. You're in out with wide receivers playing with Carr because he's wildly inaccurate throwing the ball. And like I said, I still think the dude dealing with some injuries with that shoulder. I still think he got some type of something going on with his chest because his passes don't even make sense. Like the pass to Chris Olave to the sideline, that wasn't even catchable. Chris Olave went up and got knocked down concussion. The passes that he threw, it's just it's just really, and it, it has some, at some point, you know, you have to have an understanding like, okay, if he loses this game, it's time to pull him out of that. You get what I'm saying? Is it is that is that even much a thought process in the head of these coaches if if Carr loses this game against the Lions and they're going to lose this game against the Lions by the way they're not going to beat the Lions they're not going and my, I would be really surprised if they beat the Lions with all this lion and this bullshit going on with Mickey Loomis uh, talking about them being the right people and Dennis Allen not knowing what to do and Pete Carmichael don't even know well, we got offensive identity what's the offensive identity bro. You're not a running team because you don't run the ball very well. You're not a passing team because you don't pass it very well. So what are you? 
United, you can't say they're a balanced team because balance would would kind of donate, would kind of signify that they're a, a team in harmony, which they're not. This is a disjointed, underperforming offense that's expensive. Now it has injuries mounting to the point where it'll impact. So you got to take on the Detroit Lions without Michael Thomas, without uh, Chris, Chris Olave. He's still under concussion protocol. Rashid Shahid hadn't practiced in two days. He has a thigh issue. So you could very well be going into the Detroit game minus your three top wide receivers. And you got Jimmy Graham, who they don't even play. He's totally healthy. They don't have a, don't even know what to do with him. So you're going to have more than likely a bunch of backup wide receivers in there with Derek Carr. And he has trouble even getting on page with his starting wide receivers. So you can imagine what that's going to look like. And I'm not being negative. I'm keeping it real. I'm telling you, that order for the Saints to win, it won't happen by somebody waving a magic wand somewhere and the Saints just will improve. No, it takes attention to detail. It takes hard work and it takes seriousness. The Saints have to be serious about what they, you know, what's going on with this team. And they just right now, they're in deflection mode, they're in delusion role. They, right now, this is a, de, a delusional team right now, offensively speaking. This is a delusional team. You hear Mickey Loomis, what he said yesterday, that's pure delusion. He's just delusional, crazy, out of his mind. Nobody says that Dennis Allen is a, is a competent coach, a competent head coach. He has given you nothing to signify that he's a winning head coach. He simply hasn't done it. And you give him a talented team, and right now the team is middle of the pack. They five on a two-game losing streak. Regardless of how much time you give them or they have, they can't seem to fix things correctly because they don't know what they're doing. It's not hard to tell. But anyway, let's finish up with uh, Carmichael. He's going to ask us questions about the offensive identity. This would be a good one here. Yeah, I think that the more the more plays you can have, the more plays you can extend. I think that uh, getting some play actions, and I think that, uh, again, part of that is, you know, getting uh, going with the run game. And I think we have – they run the ball better out of the way. Is second and manageable – is second and manageable? Is, it, is that what – been sort of an elusive commodity for this offense. Oh, uh, it has been. I think it has been at times where all of a sudden uh, maybe you're thinking about it's going to be a play action next, or you're going to get a first down, and, and then uh, you end up second and eleven, or you know second and nine. So those are just, just situations that can cause maybe or affect the next play call. Da mentioned that you guys are doing more red zone work. Is there anything specific you, you've identified that you guys are trying to work on to improve those numbers? I think I think that again. I think we had a, a good team meeting uh, Monday when we watched the film and just looked at the opportunities and just again criticizing the from the start. Right? Was the right play call? Was it the right execution? I think that uh, it's been real positive this week. I think it was nice to get started on the red zone early, and I think the guys feel good about that. We were harping on getting Chris Olave and Derek on the same page, or getting Chris Olave consistently involved. Is, is that an area you think you've made really good progress? Is, was that a real intentional effort? Uh, I think that um, I think it's been a, it's it's been an uh, intentional effort to try to get that going. And I think that uh, you know Chris played fast. He played uh, uh, you know it, it was they were on the same page. I thought uh, you know some things were clicking last week for sure with those two. Be the Saints ever score on opening drive or score a touchdown? I just think all the stuff that that they talk about, all the stuff that they talk about from the offensive standpoint that they getting in the game, starting the game, starting the game all fast. The Saints, to my recollection, the first series of the game was a three and out for the Saints. What are you talking about? We started fast. They started trying to start. They started fast. Yeah, good. What? The first possession out of the Atlanta game was a three and out. The Saints got off the field quick. The second time they drove a little bit better, but still in all, it's a loss. It's a. It's, you're not. 
you're talking about the series. The Saints under Carr has not have not scored an, an offensive touchdown with Carr as a quarterback in six, and I've counted six quarters. But but you you would never tell with how Carr acts or with P. Carr Michael acts. I mean, my, what I'm looking for is like, okay, you. I don't want you to be depressed, but at least show a certain sense of urgency because we at we're at a line now where we need urgency. We we need a sense of urgency across this team right now. You don't have, you've lost the division lead to Atlanta. Now you you you've lost to both care up to uh, Tampa and Atlanta. You're one and two. You beat Carolina. You're one and two in the division. You're currently under two game losing streak. You're facing one of the toughest teams in the NFC in the Atlanta in the Detroit Lions coming into your building after having a humiliating loss to the Green Bay Packers. You think they're going to be in a good mood to lose on Sunday? They can run the ball and throw the ball. They're one of the top teams in the NFC, offensively speaking. Their defense also gets after you as well. So, And then on top of that, the Saints have three home games, and you would think that would be a, a benefit to the Saints, but the, it's not. They're 2-2 two and two at home. So they don't even use home the home energy to be able to galvanize the team to do anything positive. They're two and two at home, so it don't matter. So what I'm getting at is this is not a good matchup for the Saints this week to have they lose to Minnesota prior to the bye, come off the bye, have all that time, lose to Atlanta in just a horrible game, and then get ready for Detroit. The Saints could be on a three-game slide by in Sunday's end. And my thing is if there should be – deadlines going, but which wouldn't happen because that's why I was telling you good coaches know when there's a line to cut off, cut and run. And it's time to salvage the season. We've afforded Derek Carr all the time in the world. We can't afford to keep Carr on top of the offense right now. If the offense is not going anywhere. So there should be a line like, and he should be notified. Listen, if the team doesn't win the game, we're going to, we're going to just be in-house of course. And we have a discussion with him. Listen, man, if we can't get this win and we can't get in the end zone and win against the Detroit, I'm going to have to make a QB change. Just letting you know, just to give you an opportunity to kind of switch your preparation, get stuff going, you know, kind of just letting you know. So, you know, I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm putting the ball in your court. Now that's fair. That's that, that's a good coach does stuff like that. He'll go to the player and says, listen, man, we are, Six games remaining. We are currently on a two-game losing streak. We we lost the division lead. We got a very uh, uh, mad and angry Detroit team coming in here. That's very good. We got it's familiar personnel. They came from here. So listen, if you don't get the dub here, you know if if we don't win, and you know we're gonna have to consider a QB change at the top of the team. We can't continue to struggle offensively, scoring touchdowns, not scoring touchdowns in the red zone. We can't do that anymore. We got to cut it off right there. And we got to go with a different person. Okay. I'm just letting you know, and I'm giving you an opportunity to kind of do what you need to do. Kind of see if you can kind of, you know, inspire the guys such and such and so on and so forth. Do you think Dennis Allen is even considering that, that there's a point where there's a cutoff point where, okay, we've done enough with Carr, We've given him an opportunity. Now let's see if we could try a different quarterback and that will spark the offense because we need to win some games and stay relevant. If we're going to have a playoff push, do you think Dennis Allen's actually thinking like that? He's not thinking like that. He's going to ride that car bus into the ground and over the cliff and into the volcano. That's what, what 
what he's going to do because he doesn't have any vision. He's not a head coach. He's not anybody that you would respect as a successful head coach in any capacity. He doesn't have the vision. And that's what I was talking about, deadlines and letting these guys know, giving them an opportunity by putting urgency on them, letting them know, hey, we got to make a change here. Seriously, if things don't go, if guys are doing wrong stuff, false starting and doing all this crazy stuff, pull their ass out of there. I don't care who they are. You know, it's time. It's, you have to tighten up. You got to tighten up all this stuff. You got to iron out all these wrinkles because there's no more room for error. The Saints done lost enough. They don't lost so many games that you don't have a, a room for error anymore. You've got to win. You've got to win to keep pace, you know, to keep pace, to try to get the NFC South race to stand there. With six games remaining, and I'm looking at the schedule, I'm the way they behave, I would be surprised the Saints win. I would say they get two of the six games they win. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And ultimately, I believe if it plays out the way I'm thinking, Dennis Allen gets fired. Now, you'll be stuck with Carr, but I think Dennis Allen gets fired. If Dennis Allen loses to the Atlanta Falcons, he gets swept by the Falcons. And plus, it goes into only winning two games and they lose. They win two and lose the four games. Like in my scenario, I'm thinking how it plays out unless they change their mind. He won't survive into the offseason. He'll be gone. He'll definitely be gone. They're not going to keep him because the pressure of the who that nation will be too much to bear. Right now, they feeling the pressure right now. What you seen from Carr was pressure from us. Like he's like, well, it's not as bad. No, no, this is bad, dude. You're not going to take a buck 50 from us and play like that, bro. And not hear from us and then call it, well, that doesn't matter. It does matter. And you feel every bit of it. So does Mickey Lomas. He calls it negative noise. Negative noise. Can you believe that? That guy said negative. Oh, it's negative noise. Anybody that doesn't agree with us, that's negative noise. You're a negative nanny. You're a negative. You're a, you got a negative nanny. I only want to hear positive stuff. And it has to sound like what I'm saying. And I won't call it negative because you got to agree with me. All right, Trey said the defense was breaking down in the second half of games because of lack of offense. Yes, now, now it will break down early because too many plays during the first eight quarters. Exactly. Once again, the offense, the expensive Saints offense is not carrying its water. 
everybody was doing what they could do. Like we talked about the 200 yards rushing. Yeah, big freaking deal. They got 220 on us, but you only scored 17 points. That's the whole point of the matter. It's like it's skewed because you've seen uh, the problem with the Saints rushing attack this year and why it's up to 124. They're allowing 124 yards rushing per game. It's a lot of that scrambling quarterback play. You remove the scrambling quarterback play, them stats drop drop dramatically. That's that's a this very deceptive stat to a degree. If you're not following the Saints contest, if you're just looking at the stats, let me tell you, a team put 228 up and they just score 17 points. That's a win in my book defensively. If the offense gives one touchdown, the Saints win the game. The, the special teams put up 15 points in the game. 15. Six field goals, seven, well, five field goals, and they tried six. All the points, though. So the offense scored, the defense did its business. Who, who, was, who, who didn't contribute? The offense. So the thing is, even though you're trying to look, say we're going to look at the positives and prove a point, the reality is you look at both things. You look at the you 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 look at the positives, the things that you're good good with, and just keep doing them. Ain't no need to keep looking over the positives. The positives mean you're doing that right. You got that under control. There's no need for us to turn and focus. People focus on the problems because who who focus. They look at the problems, recognize it as a problem, just switch into solution mode. Let's rectify the situation. They consider uh, 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 you pointing out issues with the team and why they struggle them as negatives. How? If if anything, the the, the vantage point should be turned to stumbling blocks. Like these are, we take these, the, the mentality should be, we take these stumbling blocks and turn them into building blocks. Or, or, or stepping stones, rather. We take these stumbling blocks and we turn them into stepping stones. That should be the mentality. Because we whatever you do well, the saints don't do enough of, of the positive well to make it mean anything. You see what I'm saying? I watch all this stuff, man. I watch all this garbage, man, and it's the same stuff every show. Brent says, uh, shout out to you, Brent says, they're so arrogant, they'll drive straight off the cliff and now rooting them <laughs> onward and off. It's Truly showing why we've seen no improvements. Yes, no improvement. Thank you, Brent. Appreciate you, bro. It's just in when I was watching this stuff happen, I hear now I've heard in the last two, two, three, actually the last three days, I've heard from Dennis Allen. I've heard from Mickey Loomis. I've heard from Derek Carr and I heard from Pete Carmichael. That's all of the four people that needs them from uh, an improvement standpoint that can actually impact change on the offense. All those are the key decision makers and all of them sound the same way. They have zero answers and they're not willing to do anything to change. They're going to keep doing the same thing over and over again, which means that they're not, they're going to lose some more games because whatever they're doing is not enough to win no games. Family It's more than just you saying, we're going to go to practice and do such. So they have to have a complete mind change on a lot of this stuff. They got to have accountability. They don't have any accountability. You just can't go out there and talk about practicing on the field. We had a good day of practice. That's why it don't translate to the field. There's a discipline component that's missing here. The discipline component stops them from having these, all these stupid false start penalties. It keeps them on code with each other. It, they, it, the discipline, like coach Payton would discipline you. Like if you didn't write, have the right clicks, he would pull you out of the game. You'd be in his doghouse. If you ain't, if you, he told you to put on a certain pair of cleats and you put the wrong cleats on, you out there slipping around, he would, that, he would be pissed off about that. He did that to Bell. 
when Bell, he took Bell out of the game and Bell went to the doghouse and he never was the same after that. When he had to, he put on the cliques, Mike Bell, when they brought Mike Bell here from Denver and he had a couple of good games. And then one of the games he put on cleats that were too short and he was out there slipping around and Peyton got upset with him. And after that, he put him in the doghouse, it all changed for Mike Bell. Mike Bell didn't get the same treatment after that. He got in Peyton's doghouse. Because Peyton, even though he had a lot of mess with him, he was, you cannot factor fault to the fact that he was a person that believed in high levels of discipline. He really was. Even Cam said we they used to walk around on eggshells around Peyton in the building. What they walking on over there now? I could tell you what it is, but you know, I, I don't want to get the strike, but but <laughs> they walking on some stuff. And let me tell you, it stank over there. Let me tell you, you know what they're walking on. I say for like you all the fan base can't sit back and just be quiet. We need to complain over and on to Vincent here is Loomis is covering up all these people. Loomis needs to go. L- Mickey Loomis said yesterday, family, because the last question, like I said, I was telling family members, I knew what Dennis Allen was going to say. I knew what Pete Carmichael was going to say. I hear what Derek Carr is saying. They, they're all absolving themselves of any responsibility. The reality, I wanted to hear what Mickey Loomis was going to say because he was the key decision maker that could force these guys to make changes in the offense that could perhaps create something different. And Mickey Loomis said what he said yesterday on that interview, that right there said that this that's okay. Just be patient. All this is going down very soon. They don't, they're not exhibiting what needs to happen to fix this team, not consistently anyway. You might get a win here or there. But out of the six games remaining, I'm picking them to win at least two. And I'm saying that much. It might be one. Because they don't, they don't, they're not, they don't have the mentality needed to fix the problem. They don't want to fix, they don't want to face the real issues of what's keeping this team from winning and being consistent. They're not willing to face it. And until they are, and they probably never will. But in the end, man, we just we're gonna watch and see what happens. So anyway, he says, yeah, WWL is a joke. Every time I hear Hoss works for them, bro. Yeah, you Mike Hoss gives softball questions because he works for the Saints. He's their what radio man? He's the play-by-play man on the radio phone. He works for them. I told the family members that before. I was like, man, Mike Hoss and John DeSacher, they can't be too rambunctious in their commentary about the Saints or the Pelicans. They work for the team. If they say something wrong, they can get their ass fired or demoted or whatever else if they say something wrong. So they're gonna put their money over your ass anytime. They're not going to keep it, call it, keep it real for you. They're not going to do that. They're going to watch. They're going to cover their asses with that. They, that's why I was like, you know, I don't get no real information from no, some, a guy that's directly employed by the team. You know, that that's the stories that they write will never be a stories that really searing that gets to the bottom of it. And usually if you want really searing content, you know, like that, you got to talk to somebody that's a diehard like myself and others that tell it like it is because we don't have connections to the team. And I don't, I don't, I'm, I don't have, I'm not the type of dude that, you know, if I see something wrong, like if I, I'm going to call you out, like I'm going I'm to uplift you if you do something positive, but at the same time, that's balance. I'm going to call you out too. So I would say if Carr had a good game, man, Carr had a fantastic game. If we can keep this and do this such and such, and I've done that before. And then on the other side, when he does stuff like this in his previous interview, I just played when he set up that line about having the facts and then changing the story midstream. It's ridiculous. I got to call you out for that. But, you know, a lot of people placate to the team because they want to be a part of the team. I don't want to play for the Saints. I, I, I'm I'm a diehard man. I supported the team for years and we we will be with support. You know, we'll be with the team well after Mickey Loomis is gone, well after all of these guys are gone. 
most of these players that they hire, they'll be going to Atlanta. I tell you that all the time. These players don't have any allegiance. They got allegiance right now that you paying them. They ain't paying you or me to, to, to be diehard black and gold people. They pay these other guys to play for the team. And their allegiance is to the team because they're getting paid to be there. Same sometimes with some of the people that cover the team. Their allegiance is some, you got some that are actually that ride or dies. That's the ones you get the best articles from. Just keeping it real. All right, Brent says it's so upside down rooting for these four are truly rooting against the who that. So I'm rooting against those four. Yeah, I mean, if anything, it's going to all work itself out, bro. It will. Trust me on that. All right, Mark says, Q, Loomis gifted Allen the head coach position. Allen gifted Carr the quarterback position. All Allen wants is yes men around him. Obviously, bro, you know, I, I have to agree with you on that. I just think at the end of the day, bro, is that, man, listen, I don't like the direction of the team is going right now. They have an opportunity to change some stuff right now. It's not too late. It's still time to change, but they won't do it because it's, you know, just who they are. They're going to ride it out. And then when it falls apart, Mickey Loomis is going to disappear for two or three weeks like he did last year. Remember that? He's supposed to have an end of the season press conference and he disappeared for like over a month. Y'all remember that? And I was like, that dude running from y'all, man. So you can take the money, take the money and run, <laughs> take the money and run. People are upset. Well, I well hold on, I'll kill. I went because I was upset. That's why I was upset. Yeah, I was upset. I had to need to take more time off. I, that's why I was I hell. I was upset. I was upset. Let me tell you, I was upset. Oh, okay, you was upset, right? Yeah, oh, hell, hell yeah, I was upset, man. I need a little time to decompress and you know, yeah, eat some clam chowder and yeah, I had to chill. Okay, when you was upset, did you fire anybody? Did you do it? Oh, oh no, oh no, I wasn't that upset. <laughs> I wasn't that upset. Now hold on, pump your brakes, pump your brakes, big guy. I, I know I'm a... no. So it's just ridiculous, man. At the end of the day, it's ridiculous. But eventually, it'll take care of itself. Trust me, it will. It will. So anyway, with that being said, fam, listen, I'm gonna get ready to get out on that, and uh, it's just what it is, man. Willie says I, I hear so many Saints family members want us to lose so we can get rid of the coach. I don't, it's not, you know what, it's, they don't like Dennis Allen. They would, they rather suffer through losing to get rid of him. Me personally, I don't even look at it like that. What's meant to be will be, meaning that we know Dennis Allen will not make the changes until it's too late to make the changes. Then he'll make the changes. See, it takes, it takes forethought here. He doesn't have any of that. That's what I was saying. That's some of the things that the man lacking. You got to have vision. Got to have some clairvoyance. You have to be able to see ahead and make decisions ahead before you actually get to where you need to be. And he doesn't have that. He just, he just doesn't have it, bro. I ain't going to try to break it down, you know, from a mind standpoint. It's just what it is. What What's meant to happen, if the Saints are meant to be in the playoffs, they'll fix this. They'll change it and move around. Based on the evidence that if this was a court, and I was looking at evidence that was put together on whether a person was guilty or innocent. I would look at the evidence and throw all this shit out. I mean, <laughs> I was like, that's what I would do because nothing that they're presenting to the who that nation is anything that you can hang your hat on and say, this is what this will help us win some games. Cause they keep talking about this, that, and third, but they're not talking about the real issues that the team needs to fix to have sustained success week after week success. They are not talking about that, which is why I'm saying 
that you can only go so far. So six games left, I see two wins based on that. I, I could see them maybe getting the Giants or maybe knocking off Carolina. But, you know, and even if they do split, you know, some people say three and three. That's not going to be good enough, fam. Y'all, we five and what, five and six right now? That puts you behind. That puts you behind again, and you, you're not going to – that makes you a three-time, three-year straight playoff uh, uh, missed out team. And listen, if it if he loses to Atlanta and and they get swept by the Falcons this year, that's the, it's going to make it very difficult for him to stick around. It really is. You can't finish with a sub-500 record and then lose to Atlanta, get swept by Atlanta. They win the division. You get swept by them and expect to stick around for a third year. Absolutely not. And plus, the pressure's on, too, because you see what the Carolina did. They fired their coach. So a lot of that out there. So you can say, well, we very well. We got such and such. No, they got a guy that went one and nine. He fired his ass. They got him out of there. So there's guys on the hot seat. The Saints lose this game against Detroit, and they probably will lose this game against Detroit. Just saying because, I mean, the defense can only do so much, and this is a really good offense. The Saints offense will have to score touchdowns to keep the game ahead, take pressure off the Saints defense. Do you have faith that they will do that against Detroit, a top five offense in the league? You think they can do that? No, no, no. I picked them last week, and look where they got me, huh? Rise up. Got me in a damn rise up shirt. Don't forget that now. Don't forget that. And I picked them to win last week. And this is what I got. This is my my reward for picking the Saints. You see it? Do you see it? It's a rise up Falcon jersey in here. It's, that's what I get. So anyway, anyway, Ramsey says, Q, there any news on when we can see Peyton Turner back? Nothing on Peyton Turner, but I was looking, I was asking about that the other day. Looking around, there is zero on Peyton Turner. You will hear about Isaiah Foskey, the snowman, before you hear about Peyton Turner. I was looking for Peyton. I was like, what's going on with Peyton Turner? Because we can show you Peyton Turner about right now, especially with JPP getting pilfered to the Dolphins. Isaiah Foskey coming back. He's a, you know, they're going to be counting on him. Perhaps they bring in the other guy we picked up from the Jets from the practice squad. Perhaps he gets in there and gets some action. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, depending on what goes on with Cam, maybe Cam plays uh, dealing with that ankle. I think ultimately, I, I do think Cam will ultimately play, but still in all, you're still going to need some help for Cam. And uh, they're thinking they might be thinking Isaiah Foskey, the snowman, might be that dude. So I don't know. So, yeah, see, Saints for Life says, now nah, we aren't beating Detroit. That's laughable. You got to be able to score with these people. And the Saints have under Derek Carr, they, they can't score touchdowns in the red zone. So that's an easy pick for me. The dude says L. Davis hired the first black coach. Yeah, I remember Art Shell. L. hired the first Latino coach, Tom Flores. Yeah, I remember him. Then I felt so racist. Latino Tom Flores and Plunkett have two rings together and no Hall of Fame. Really? See, I don't know enough about the Raider culture in terms of who's in the Hall of Fame or not. But I think those guys in, don't they have a ringer honor or something like that? A Raider ringer honor and those guys are in the ringer honor? I think Art Shell's in the Raider ringer honor. I, I want to say they, I remember them having a the ringer honor for the Raiders. And I think Art Shell and others are in it. You, just correct me if I'm wrong. I, I'm, I'm just remembering off memory going back. Donnie says, pretty sure this will be the best O-line the Saints face all year. Yeah, and, and bro, you remember the the lines we faced that the I mean, backup offensive linemen, young offensive linemen, the Green Bay people, the Minnesota game. I mean, the even in Atlanta game, their offense is just their offensive line, you watch the tape and they just flow. Eat everybody's offensive line at this point seem to have gotten together a, a core of really solid plays that they really believe in. I mean, you know, we've seen that and we've seen them execute. So I just don't understand. Number one, where's Trevor Penning? He's not hurt. Trevor Penning should be playing for the Saints. because so the Saints offensive line is struggling. Penning, you at least can put, maybe not put Penning at left tackle. I told him not to do that. It was a disaster. Now they've basically shelved Penning for multiple games. We haven't heard from him. And it's not like, his replacement is doing any better. Andrews P getting tore up on that side, you know, and they putting Andrews there and Andrews getting beat bad over there. And Hearst is getting Andrews and Hearst on that side have been, you need to put both of them in the Hearst and send them on the body because they both been looking really terrible on the pass side of things on the pass rush side, but against the run blocking, they're up and down. I have to look at some statistics and start bringing some charts in on grading these offensive linemen because the eye test, they're most certainly not passing the eye test to me. Brent says, you look, he look, I here in black and cool. He says, you look, I, you look, you look, I in black and red, big cute Christmas colors. <laughs> nah, bro, this is some bullshit, man. <laughs> Thank you, bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, this is some BS, man. We got a and shout out to the Falcon supporters, man. I'm not mad at y'all, man. Congratulations, man. Y'all got the dub. Um, I might as well find follow the suit of my dumbass quarterback who congratulated Jesse Bates right after he picked sixth. And he went over there and talked to him. And I thought he was drawing at him, saying, Next time I get you, watch what I'm gonna do. And they asked him, What you was drawing about? Oh, yeah, I just told him, I just congratulated him in the middle of the game. <laughs> what? What? Dude, what? The game is not over. I can understand you saying, man, good game at the end of the game because Jesse Bates was phenomenal. Jesse Bates got the pick six, and he also punched the ball out on Taysom Hill. He was a part of several tackles during out the game. He was playing center field. Jesse Bates was on one in that game. Go look at the tape. We do the Patreon show on Tuesdays on Patreon.com, the link in the description section. We did the study on it. Jesse Bates was all over the place. He had an all-world performance against the Saints. 
The pick six was the highlight of the day, obviously, but he had to punch out on Taysom Hill in the red zone that stopped him because if the Saints score right there, the Falcons lose the game. The Saints defense was already stopping Atlanta, you know, slowing them down. The Saints score there, they probably would end up going on to win the game. So Jesse Bates got in there and from a weird angle kind of came in and punched down on the ball and punched it out of there and had the turnover. So Jesse Bates was on one. So like I said, I'm not mad at the Falcons family members. How could I be mad at the Falcons family members? They did what they were supposed to do. I was our lame brain team didn't do what they were supposed to do. So, you know, that's why I'm in this damn jersey. It's sad, man. But you know, like I said, man, y'all just remember this, man. This is just what, you know, I got I, I handles my business, bro. You know, I had to pay up on my bet. I Donnie says Saints Nation will never let Carr live that down, bro. And congratulated Bates for you remember that? I'm not making that up. He said that. Remember, we played it at the end of the post game, and I remember commenting on I was like, who does that? Who congratulates a guy that picks sixth in the middle of the game? At the end of the game, perhaps maybe it's like, good game, bro. You got me. But during the middle of the game, the game's still going on, and you telling them congratulations. Who does that? Who who does that? You know, so I don't know, man. This is just crazy. All right. Brent says, uh, Carcass do, <laughs> do look like a male cheerleader. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, he, he – I, I don't – bro, he, he's – Oh man, damn, bro! Hey, bro, come, come on, on now, dog! Come on, come man. on, man! All that line that car doing on that interview, man. I lost a lot of respect for him, man. For real, Saints for Life says Detroit has the fifth ranked run defense. Detroit has the third best O line in the NFL, second best offense in the NFL. Golf is balling out. Aiden Hutchinson is absolutely a stud defensive man. He can play the run and pass. Dude's really good. And Detroit has Matt. He has Coach Campbell up there who's phenomenal. They have Aaron Glenn, who's running the defense, former Saints guys there, so there's no no reason why, you know, from the Saints, the Sean Payton tree, they're having good success. They took the Detroit team and turned them around. Now they, uh, they're a powerhouse. And the Saints, man, they are not a powerhouse, so it's unfortunate. All right, so anyway, with that being said, family, listen, I'm going to get ready to get out on that, man. I done had enough for today. I'm going to take this damn shirt off and go and burn it or use it to clean my car tires. That's what the hell I'm going to do. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. Uh, Brian says, do you think the season will get a new coaching staff on the squad, a new general manager? It depends, bro. And by if, and, and if my, if I'm correctly, correct, correct in my, my, uh, my commentary on the saints, with the six games remaining, I really only see them winning two games. And Carolina could be difference a difference maker because Carolina's changing the staff. So they're going to play with new life. They're going to have a new coach there, so they're going to be throwing everything at you. And that might not be as easy as you think it is because that's the next game behind the Detroit game. So if the Saints uh, lose to Detroit, chances are they probably, probably will because I, I just have zero faith in the Saints offense because – after watching him with what Carmichael said and what Carr said and what Dennis Allen said and Pete and uh, Mickey Loma said, I have a new non-respect for each one of these guys because I, 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 they are total, totally delusional. They're totally ignorant of what's going on in the field. They've created this whole alternative reality that I don't want nothing to do with. And it's all pretend games. It's a fantasy world that they all live in. And they totally detach from reality. Everybody in the who that nation is telling them 
the absolute facts. They quantify your facts and your frustrations about the team, the, the poor play that they are giving you as negative noise. Boy, if that that right there told me every every bit of the mindset of what kind of decision makers these are. And he talk about business. If you really know about business, Lomas, you would understand that you don't piss off the base who's buying your product. That's number one. And I always say the who that nation is undefeated. We're unfreaking defeated. Which means you won't win in that role. All they have to do is keep doing like I do and not give you any of their coinage and see how that works out. When them balance books start looking real shifty, because they was really banking on this being a big year because they had all, they took all your tax money and renovated the dome and put all these little fancy pad things in here and all these extra concession areas where you could sit down and go and buy them high, high ass nachos and them high ass hot dogs and all that stuff in there. They were really looking to bank out on you. But with the team stammering, stumbling and bumbling and lying, the team, people are not going to the games. And I'm, I'm going to continue to ask people not to go to the games until they recognize that we are serious here, that we're not going to support a bad product. And if you don't have respect enough for yourself, you're going to have respect for us. So I keep telling people the same thing. It seemed to be working, man. Saints for Life says, Q, that Rise Up shirt looks trash. Can't believe you got it on. Yeah, bro, listen, this is a bet. This is, listen, this is because of your quarterback. Your rusty, dusty-ass quarterback threw a pick six. The team did what they did. Taysom fumbled the ball, and guess what? I got this damn Rise Up shirt on. Yeah, it looked trash. Yeah, it's trash. Me, Mr. Black and Gold with a Falcon shirt on because of the poor play of my team, not because I'm mad at the Falcons. The Falcons did what they were supposed to do. They went there and won. It's our bullcrap team didn't do what they're supposed to do, and I bet on them, and this is my reward for betting on this team. So absolutely not. I'm not picking them in the Detroit game. Hell no. For what, bro? We gonna, KK says, wait. She says, wait till we play Atlanta again. I don't know, KK. I don't know if we're going to get that one, sweetheart. I don't know if we're going to get that. I don't know. It's just crazy. Yeah. Well, I don't, I don't know. Well, I'm going to have to look into that, dude. Uh, I don't know how that. I thought Art Shell and I, I know Tom Flores, I think he won a chance. I think Flores is in the ring. I think the Raiders have a ring. I don't know if I'm not mistaken. I'm not a Raider guy. I'm just going off a recollection of my NFL knowledge. But I think Art Shell's in that ring, Anna. I think uh, Flores, I don't know. I know he's a championship coach. I remember him winning it. I think Flores is in the ring, ring of honor, too, of the Raiders. So I, I don't know. We're going to have to look into that. All right. So, yeah. All right, so with that being said, fam, let me get on and get out of here, man. Get out this damn shirt, man. Listen, I appreciate y'all for uh, putting up with me today, man. I'm so sorry I had to put this damn shirt on. But I had to pay uh, this dude to, you know, pay the dues. I lost my call. I decided to back the Saints in, uh, car, in garbage, and, you know, you know, you know, it was garbage in the matchup. Pick six. Hurt us to the point where I had to put this damn jersey on. I had to pay my dues. So, anyway, with that being said, we're going to get out on that, man. I appreciate all y'all, man. Thank y'all for chiming in with me on this episode of Tacoma. I will be back tomorrow, maybe Saturday, either Friday or Saturday, maybe Saturday, 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 uh, Saints Talk. Y'all know how we do. Coffee with Q. Might be that. We'll see how it all goes, but. In the end, it is what it is, man. I appreciate y'all chiming in on this episode of the show. 
I love y'all. I appreciate y'all. And I'm going to holler at you on the next one. Much love. Who that to you? Yeah. Huh? Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like Benson. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in. That was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town. Duck down. Falcons pluck get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Yeah. like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose all winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network. merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Please feel free to check out the Pro Shops. The link is in the description section below. And remember, it helps the platform continue to grow. Check out the Pro Shop. The Who That Daily.com. That's right, the Who That Daily.com. Your one-stop mm. shopper.
everything New Orleans, Saints, New Orleans, Pelicans, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy.